Your hosts are here, Sammy and Michelle. By the end of this podcast, you'll know them well. Adulting, navigating the journey of life. Careers to relationships, pain and strife. Put down the rule book. Rethink the status quo. If there's another direction you want to go, find purpose, passion and mastery in all that you do with Status Post Adulting. Hey, Status Post Adulting family. This is Sammy and Michelle. And you're listening to the 92nd episode of Status Post Adulting, where we are going to be talking about I-bonds. Yes, we are going to be talking about I-bonds. As a reminder, Status Post Adulting, this podcast that you're listening to, is an entertainment podcast for entertainment purposes only. So this is not financial advice, and you should not take financial advice from us or any other entertainment media. Always consult the proper people when making any important financial decisions, lawyers, financial advisors, fiduciaries, etc. All right, we can keep going. Thank you, Michelle. Today we're going to be talking about I-bonds. And it is the perfect time to talk about I-bonds because they are hot right now. You may have heard of them. If you haven't, don't worry. We're going to be talking about that today. Yes, we are, Sammy. And it's funny because for the last few months, we've been thinking about talking about I-bonds. And then we're like, oh, the ship has sailed. The ship has sailed. And it seems like the ship has not sailed. In fact, just recently, Sammy, I was listening to this podcast with Tim Ferriss and Kevin Rose, which is like his friend who is an entrepreneur, super into things like cryptocurrency and NFTs and all of this more techie stuff. And then in the middle of the conversation, he's like, oh, have you heard of iBonds to Tim Ferriss? And I was like, um, I feel like if someone who's very wealthy and usually interested in more volatile things still thinks I-bonds is important, then it's important for us too. And Tim Ferriss was like I-bond, like E-Y-E bond, which it's not, it's the letter I-bond. So I thought there is something for everybody to learn from this podcast. It's funny that you said that because I was actually going to say I'm surprised they care because the maximum you can invest in I-bonds is $10,000, which I feel like is like a penny to them. But Tim did think I-bonds was EYE bonds, which I think shows where he's at. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I definitely thought it was interesting because I do think no matter your level of wealth, it is good to diversify how risky your portfolio is. And that to me was a great example of just that. And when it comes to I-bonds, they are a great diversification strategy because they literally work the opposite of inflation. So when inflation is up, the interest rates on I-bonds are up. So it's just a great way to protect yourself when inflation is going on. And for a quick, quick lesson on inflation, just because it's been mentioned a lot and we don't want to make any assumptions about what anybody knows, inflation, which is high right now in the United States, but across the world too, Inflation is a measure of how the purchasing power of your dollar is changing. And so an easy example of that is if last year $1 bought me two tomatoes and this year $1 buys me one tomato because the cost of tomatoes has gone up, that's usually a sign of inflation because 
the price of goods are going up and your money doesn't have the same purchasing power as it had before. If there are more questions about inflation and we should do a whole episode on it, let us know. Now, moving from inflation to I-bonds, you may be wondering, what are I-bonds? I am. Or what are series I-bonds? These are inflation-adjusted U.S. government bonds. And if you're not familiar with bonds, government bonds are pretty much a little mini loan that you give the government and they give you an interest rate in exchange. So yeah, you're welcome, government. You're welcome, government. And personally, I think there's nothing more patriotic than buying an inflation-adjusted <laughs> U.S. government bond. That, that is why Sammy is doing it, because she loves this country. <laughs> <laughs> So the interest rate on a series I bond is actually divided up into two parts. There's the fixed part of the interest rate, which is just something that's determined by the government. And right now it's actually 0%. And then there's the inflation adjusted interest rate. And this is the spicy part. This is what people are talking about. This is why this boring old I bond has become such a hot topic. Yes, I-bonds have been around, but they've only recently become interesting. Yes. I-bonds are that girl right now. I-bonds are the Khloe Kardashian. <laughs> You're relevant years ago and now extremely, extremely interesting. <laughs> extremely interesting. <laughs> and the interest just keeps going up. See what it is there? <laughs> just like I-bonds. And so I-bonds, they look at the consumer price index, aka the CPI changes in the price of goods, and that's how they determine the change in inflation. This occurs two times a year, the first business day of May and the first business day of November. Whatever the inflationary rate is, they use that in an equation to determine what the interest rate will be on I-bonds. And yes, this episode is coming out at the end of October. So if you are listening to it when it comes out, and this is something that you're interested in, you gotta scooch a booch because it's the window of time is closing. Correct, Michelle. The current I-bond rate is 9.62%. And if you think about the general stock market over time, it has like an average return of like maybe 8-ish percent. And right now with the stock market kind of being like, oh, you know, it's a little down. Yeah, it's, it's a little, little recession down. Yeah, it's like not the greatest. Not the greatest. Right now, with it being that way, and maybe if you want to have something where your money's like going up on the side, that's where I-bonds come in. And Sammy, is it guaranteed to go up at this rate? Excellent question, Michelle. No. <gasps> so you are locked into your rate for six months. And then after that, whatever the new inflationary rate is calculated in around May, that will be the new I-bond interest rate. And I know what you're thinking. Well, what if inflation ends and there's deflation? Am, am <gasps> I going to all of a sudden start losing money? It's like you read my mind. I, I did. And I just want you to know that, no, it will be 0% interest, but it does not go to the negative. So you're not going to lose money on this. Yeah, it would be probably a strong deal breaker for people <laughs> if all of a sudden the government was like, oops, inflation <laughs> has corrected. You owe us money now. Correct. And another important factor is interest on I-bonds compound semi-annually. So when you look at your account, you don't always see those interest changes, even though you will get them when you cash out. And for classification, for some of you who 
may recall some bonds, or maybe you got some bonds as a child. This is different from the classic Series EE bonds, which have the same interest rate forever. That is a different interest rate, not really related to the inflationary rate. That interest rate is no longer interesting to look at, and nobody cares about it. So we're talking about I-bonds here. Mm-hmm. And one of the nice things about I-bonds versus, say, investing in individual stock or something else, because it is money to the U.S. government, it is relatively stable. Historically, it seems like the U.S. government has been has not defaulted on this. You may think, oh, well, what if the government and everything goes to heck? If you think that, let us know. We have a city for you. It's <laughs> for people like you. Think If you are afraid, come to the bunker. We have canned peaches. And if you think the United States is the best country in the world, then invest in I-bonds because they have never defaulted on their loans and they will pay you back. (laughs) Exactly. So I-bonds, some facts about them. You can invest anywhere from $25 to $10,000 a year. So really that's like maybe the sad face for some people. They hear it's a great interest rate, 9.62, locked in for six months. That's awesome. But yes, there is a little bit of a cap. You can only invest a maximum of $10,000. Only. Yes. Some rich people problems there, Sammy. If you think this is rich people problems, you can invest a minimum of $25 as well. So there is quite a range. Thank you. If you're a married couple, both of you can invest $10,000. So that's $20,000. And here's an interesting little fun fact about I-bonds. You can also invest up to $5,000 of your tax refund. So if you're getting a $5,000 tax refund and you just want it to go to I-bonds, especially if they've got an interest rate of 9.62%, then you can send your tax refund to I-bonds on top of the $10,000 that you already have. So that would be for a total of $15,000. That's pretty good. Last year when I was doing my taxes, I actually saw at the end of my little tax software, they gave me the offer to put my taxes in iBonds. So it's not like you have to go through anything crazy to do it. It can be built into the actual tax software that you're using. If you handwrite your taxes, I don't know what to tell you. You're probably ahead of the game in in all this. You may be either very ahead or very (laughs) behind of the game. If you are writing your taxes, you should look up something like TurboTax or Tax Act, <laughs> if you haven't heard of them. Which are not sponsoring this podcast, to be clear. No, we do not condone anything. So one thing about I-bonds, you might be wondering, you put these $10,000 in, how long does it have to stay in? When can you take your money out? You do have to keep your money in for one year. If you take your money out before a year, you will have to pay a penalty. So that's one thing. I would not send $10,000 there if you're wanting that $10,000 in less than a year. This is only for money that you're okay with not having for at least one year. Good point, Sammy. On top of that, if you take out the money before five years, so let's say you've waited the one year, but you're still taking it out before the five-year mark, you will have to forfeit the last three months of interest. That's not a huge deal but you are going to miss out on those last three months of interest before the day that you are trying to take out the cash. So if you put money in your I-bonds, it was there for two years, you take it out 
you would still get the interest for one year and nine months, but you would lose out on those extra three months. Exactly. Which may be worth it. And it's not like you're really losing money, you're just missing out on potential money that you could have gained. I had a friend post the question, what if you put your emergency fund in an I-bond? And I was curious what your thoughts would be on that, Sammy. I'm glad you asked, Michelle. Oh. Because you know I've thought about this. I should have known. I would say that if your emergency fund is completely in your I-bond, that's probably not a great look because you could have an emergency in like three months or six months. Oh, that's true. But if you've got kind of like a tiered emergency fund where maybe you have like $20,000 set aside to be your emergency fund and then you dump another 10000 into your I-bond and you feel okay that you're not going to be able to access that for a year, then I think that's a very reasonable strategy. That's a good point, Sammy. For me, I like my emergency fund money to be as liquid as possible. More so, that's just how risk-averse I am in this type of situation. But I agree, it could be a good option in terms of tiering additional money that you have that you know you don't need this year. At the same time, you want to have a little bit of cushion that if you do want to take it out in year two or year three, it's not like you're worried because the market might be crashing when you want to take your money out. Exactly, Michelle. An important thing to note about I-bonds is after five years, you are able to take your I-bond money out without having to pay any penalty and also without having to forfeit any interest. So if you take it out before one year, you have a penalty. So pretty much that's not allowed. If you take it out after one year, but before five years, then you do have to forfeit three months of interest. If you take it out after five years, then you can get all the money and the interest that you are due. Great breakdown of the timeline, Sammy. And if you do want to go and buy an iBond, you can go to treasurydirect.gov and go purchase one now if you want to. That being said, you can also do it by paper, but we definitely don't know how to do that. You are on your own. I'm sure it's hard. Yes, Michelle. There is only one place where you can purchase an iBond, and that is treasurydirect.gov. You go on the website. You make sure that you fill out everything correctly. Because for some reason, my mom accidentally put in her social security number incorrectly, and then she was not able to do it electronically. That may have been a bug that's now fixed, but please try to put in all your information correctly the first time. Yeah, you. it seems like you're not getting a second chance. So do yourself a favor before you click enter, make sure all of your information is correct. And if you want to get the 9.62% interest rate, you have to buy before October 31st. You may be wondering, what if after November 1st, the interest rate is even higher? So what happens is you're locked into that interest rate for the first six months. After six months, you get the next interest rate. So let's say in November, it's 12%. After six months, you'll get the 12% interest rate. Yeah, Sammy. So to say that another way, let's say you buy at the end of October, you still get that October interest rate for the next six months. And then for the six months after that, you actually get the November interest rate, which is pretty cool because who knows what's going to happen in, what is that, 12 months? Yes, exactly. If the Fed has their way, inflation will finally be down. Which is good for everything except drive on. <laughs> <laughs> which is like probably good, but like probably bad for us, but that's not this podcast today. Ooh, and another important thing about I-bonds. You may be wondering, how do I get taxed on these I-bonds? So yes, the interest that you make off of I-bonds is income. You know, you did profit on that. 
but it is only taxed federally. So that does those gains don't get taxed at the state level or at the local level. If you live in a high tax state, then you don't have to worry. You're not getting charged state tax on the revenue made in your I-bonds. So takeaways. I-bonds are a really great opportunity right now for a lot of people who have some money that they want to graciously loan to the government and they will be locked in for a 9.62% rate if you do it before the end of October. So come November, we don't know if it's going to go up or down. We have our guesses, but it's a good time. The guess is up, people. (laughs) (laughs) But there's no benefit to waiting because either way you can get both rates. So if you're listening to this when it comes out within that like week, you should definitely get your ish together, buy yourself some I-bonds if you want them, and let us know if you have any other questions and we can always dig deeper into this next quarter if you guys are interested. Exactly, Michelle. There's a lot about I-bonds. We try to get as much information as we could for you so that you could take action on them, but definitely do your own research. But don't forget the deadline for this current 9.62 interest rate is October 31st. And Tim Ferriss' friend is doing it. So like, what more recommendation do you need? That being said, I am not doing it. I would like to say one thing about I-bonds is it is extra money that you have that you should be putting away. And so for me, my money is spoken for. I'm living off my savings right now. Well, I think this is a really great opportunity, it's not something I'm going to do. Though maybe I'll take advantage of those $25. And if you're wondering about me, I've been doing I-bonds for almost a year now. And by doing I-bonds, I I really mean I once went to the Treasury Direct website and purchased (laughs) I-bonds. I did not have to do anything afterwards. So I highly recommend it. We don't recommend anything. Yes. Well, <laughs> uh, we recommend you look into it. We recommend you look into it. This is an entertainment podcast only. Yes. We're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I ones are so fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Let us know if this is something you're interested in. If you've already purchased iBonds, if there's any concerns that you have, we'd love to hear it. And if this is something you want us to dig deeper into, We definitely will talk about this again because I imagine it's going to stay relevant. But most importantly, be sure to tune in next time as we put down the rule book and we rethink the status quo. Hey guys, welcome to our after show. Welcome to the after show. We are done talking about I-bonds. Hopefully you learned something. Hopefully you'll continue looking it up and make your own decisions. But now we are on the other side of the podcast where Sammy and I just chat for a little bit, let you know what's going on in our lives. Michelle, you want to know something spooky and unsettling? Of course. Love those Halloween words. It is the advertisements that appear (laughs) when you are watching YouTube videos about anything finance related, including I-bonds. Oh my gosh, it's so true. Why is it that when you look up any sort of personal finance YouTube video, you get a advertisement that's like, last night, I made $3,000 in my sleep, and this is how I did it. I had to do nothing but sell this thing I'm going to tell you in my special course. It's like, uh, excuse me, sir. <laughs> am I the trigger? I am trying to educate myself. This seems like a scam. 
Right? It's like I'm buying I-bonds. Like I'm pretty <laughs> sure those Venn diagrams do not overlap. <laughs> people who are interested in I-bonds and people who, I don't even know what you would call are it. Are trying to make money quickly. <laughs> Get rich quick. <laughs> the opposite of an I-bond. <laughs> I will say though, when I was first learning more about personal finance, I did have more of an interest in those things. Because when you're learning about personal finance, you're like, okay, let me learn about all of these cool building blocks that will teach me how to make money. And you're like, oh, this is a long game. <laughs> and then all of a sudden this ad pops up and it's like, hello, you? Yes, personal finance is boring. But you know what? I have a special treat for you. I will teach you how to make $10,000 a month. <laughs> and I will continue speaking. Right? We should try that on the trick-or-treaters this year. <laughs> you came for candy, but... <laughs> Let's hand out iBonds to our trick-or-treaters this year. $25 in iBonds for everyone. I'm, well, that's, that's too much. <laughs> Way more than a chocolate bar. But can you imagine what an impact we would have on this town? I mean, how much are we giving out in iBonds? How many kids are coming out? <laughs> well, maybe once you already have an iBond, you're like, well, I might as well dump some more stuff in there until mm, it gets bigger. That's true. Since I set up my treasurydirect.gov login, you know, might as well. <laughs> Now that this thing exists, I may as well just put a couple of my allowance money into it. <laughs> I love it. All right, guys, that's it for today. See you next time. Bye. Bye.